Hi there. Welcome to The Preventable, the podcast giving you a seat at the table with conversations about the intersection of alcohol, drugs, and mental health in everyday lives. Take a seat and join us. Welcome to The Preventable. Today, I have two illustrious guests joining me that I think it's fair to say are kind of new friends for me, right? That's right. So with me today are Cal and Duana, and they are with Living With Purpose. Welcome to The Preventable. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So first podcast you've ever been on? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Take a a deep breath. It's going to be okay. Okay. I got you. It's it's going to be very painless. Um, talk to me about living with purpose. What, give, give me the mission. Let's start there. Living with purpose mission is to offer community housing to individuals living with intellectual disabilities in a greater metropolitan area, including St. Charles County. Um, our mission was to find housing and find adequate staff. So individuals who living with any kind of intellectual disabilities could live a full life, um, um, without any kind of interruptions and live the best life they possibly could. So I don't think I realized that you served such a large area in, and, and you're based in the Baden neighborhood, which is kind of where North City, North County meet. Yes. Sort of. But you that's your hub, but you provide services all over. All and over. Soon, maybe Arkansas is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yes, soon <laughs> maybe Arkansas. Um, we, we even go as far as Jefferson County. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do behavior services out there. Um, wherever the need is, that's where we want to be. And it's intellectual, it's, it's people with intellectual needs, but that might be where it started, but you're sort of on a rocket <laughs> ship, correct? You're expanding. Yeah, most definitely. We're doing some of everything. And actually, Kevin should have told you the story how we started off. Well, please do. Tell <laughs> we me. We started off around the kitchen table before us. Myself, Duana, and Kevin, and Kim, and Denise. Denise is our program coordinator. Uh, Kim Jones is our chief financial yes. officer. Yes, money bags. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're sitting at the table. We're working in agency. We didn't realize it had a service out here like this. And I was telling Kevin about it. I was working still four times at the circuit attorney office. What's SIP? We were still working at the oh, circuit attorney's. Oh, you were circuit attorney's office. Yeah, Got we were it. still working there full time. And I said, Kevin, you look, my son is what? Can he turn 16? What does a 16-year-old son want? It's a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So I started working full time. I said, Kevin, I like this. This is a service out here I'm really enjoying doing. It. So Kevin, both of us gave up our suits. We started, uh, We mm-hmm. came up with a contract. We put our contract in. Uh, it was a lot of back and forth paperwork. But now we're very pleased and we're servicing uh, not only this in the main community, we're looking at other things as well. I mean, this is how totally grown. Mm-hmm. We're from places for people. Uh, so you started, so the four of you yeah. had worked together in lots of different yes. I was spaces a, before. Yes, I was a criminal investigator. I worked in a drug task force in the DA's office as an investigator. So my background coming out of school was criminal justice. Oh. Um, I was a DJO for St. Louis County. So, um, like Duana said, I, I started working part-time. And I'm like, this is the best job I've ever had. It wasn't the highest paying. Started working part-time in this new nonprofit that Absolutely. you all had formed. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, okay. So we work for other agencies also. I see. Working part-time. And I'm like, I really like this. This doesn't feel like work. It feels like something I, I want to do. Um, and got kinda, a close group of people. We started doing the application for it. 
now we got a contract with the Department of Mental Health. So that's the 200-page application you were yes. talking about. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Look, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like 300 pages. <laughs> and it was elimination. You know, they, yeah. after they did that, they took it down to maybe 150 applicants, then down to 75, yeah. 35. Out of all of those applicants, guess what? They only chose four. And we was one of those four. That what do you think chose. set it apart? I, I think our knowledge. Um, I kind of worked my way up through the ranks. Mm-hmm. I started off as a DSP. Which um, is what for those Direct people? support staff. Got it. Um, I was a house manager. I was a... Um, for people with intellectual disabilities? Yes. Okay. As far as running a residential house. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a QDDP, Qualified Developmental Disability Professional. Whoa. Okay, say that um, fast. Yeah, times. yeah. Um, then I became a residential director, and now it's led up to executive director. Wow. So, and he's talking about his did staff, he, but guess what? Everyone in that position as admin staff all have direct professional care services they have done. So you are HR now, um, right, well, think, amongst one of your many? Yeah, yeah, one of the many jobs. HR looking at for house, looking at what now? She's assistant executive director. Oh, so. yeah. okay. Yeah, many calls, many calls, many changes. But and, you've all had direct service work, yes, yes. which I think sets you apart, absolutely. in my humble opinion. And what we do for our staff that comes into the office, we encourage them to get that experience in the home. So they know what it look like to work directly with the individuals that we service. Mm-hmm. And I think something that's unique about us is Dewana, even though she's admin staff, those first 30 days she works side by side with the individuals in the house, mm-hmm. with the house managers, mm-hmm. with the direct support staff. Nobody's too big for a position at living right. with purpose. Absolutely. So she wants to, if they see the HR director giving that support, using her mat training, using her de-escalation training, mm-hmm. and this is how you do things, we find it's great results. We don't have a whole lot of turnover. You I'm have 50 employees that. now, so you started from four at a kitchen table, and now four. you're to 50. Yes. And you're not... I say just, but I don't mean it like that. You're not just focusing on people with intellectual disabilities, right? You're also now you've moved into the substance use disorder absolutely, field. Absolutely. We had a young lady. Her name's Jennifer. Yes, ma'am. She's our grant writer. And she and, went to Yale. I was like, you're much smarter than me, Jennifer. We, we like to say that. She's from Yale. We got somebody to table from Yale all the time. Yeah, just name yeah, Charlotte all yeah. the time. Exactly. And she always gets so shy about it, but she loves it too. She started off with two small grants, one for 25 I think another one for five. Another one for five. And we just kept looking at it. And this is something we wanted to do for the community. Mm-hmm. A lot of agencies move into communities yeah, and they don't give back, you know, how. We were trying to figure out how can we deal with our DMHing funding, which we don't get a lot, 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 and make sure we're taking care of our staff and making sure we're taking care of all the employees. So we had to figure out, we got to look outside the box. Mm-hmm. And when we had this grant writer, it gave us a little more open window mm-hmm. to help the it's community. It's that unrestricted funds. Exactly. Be, uh-huh. uh-huh. And we started doing this actually on our own, just doing it and getting out there and say, how can we get back to the community? We have a barbecue every Wednesday. Uh, and we just seen the need in the neighborhood. So talk to me about, so I guess this is why I'm. you're kind of blowing my mind right now because I assumed that you were really place-based, like that you were really tasked with serving Baden, but but that's not true. No, that's not. And I think the reason that I thought that is because your physical space in the short time I've known you has really expanded, and now you have even more plans on the horizon to turn that physical space into a little bit of an oasis, mm-hmm. I would say. Can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about that? I just, I, I, 
I don't know. I feel like I can exhale when I go into your building. It just feels very calming. <laughs> to honest, me. We do offer more than one type of service through the yeah. Department of Mental Health. We mm-hmm. had a, all kind of different contracts with them. We offer an appointment specialist for our individual. We name the rest of them. Community no, no, no. integration. That's right. That's what does that mean? Community for people who have mm-hmm. no idea what that. Community means. integration is where an individual may be home based or community based will go into their home and go get them six hours a day and get them active in their community, whether that's at church, whether that's in the park, whether that's at the zoo. So these You're, are people who are, like, homebound, who maybe don't... Have a day program yes, or a yes, shelter yes. workshop okay. to attend. Mm-hmm. Those individuals will go pick them up and get them out in the community and get them active. That's the whole premise for community integration. Um, and, and is that where I see some individuals actually coming to your building and they're volunteering or they're just hanging out or yes, socializing? Absolutely. It's just to get them integrated and, and build some social supports. Absolutely. Exactly. Okay. exactly. And basically, it's really just been a bunch of rapport. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. That, maybe can, that's why it feels yeah, so good when you walk in want them to feel like they're in a safe place and they were to save people. Mm-hmm. So you're doing community integration. We do individual skill development, ISD. Okay. If you need Welfare help service. with um, writing checks, mm-hmm. um, if you need help with um, daily living skills, hygiene, whatever that barrier is, ISD helps you get there. It's an individual skill development. How do you qualify? Like, do you have to qualify? Like, you know, do you have to, like, if you're in school, for example, a lot of times to get extra support, you need like a IEP or an individualized education plan. Mm-hmm. Can anyone just connect with you all and say, I need some support? Actually, we get most of our clients from the Department of Mental Health. Okay. And it's a waiver slot they have to be providing in. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once they get that waiver slot, guess what? We can take their service and provide them the services. Our contractor have to have waiver services. Mm-hmm. So is that with the new initiative that you have kind of rolling out? soon where you're going to just try to continue to provide extra support for people will they also need to go through department of mental health and then kind of be connected to you or can someone not skip system, a step not the substance abuse for it okay that doesn't have to go there you can be anybody in the community anywhere you don't have to you can be outside our community we just want to support you and make sure that you provide a safe place for you to go to yeah and like you were saying earlier cal that what you're looking to do is remove any sort of barriers that might mm-hmm. be preventing people from seeking additional support or resources. So that could be transportation, it could be housing, housing, food, allowances, things shelter, of that nature. Um, transportation. Mm-hmm. So do you one. need a bus pass? Is that preventing you from going to treatment every day? We wanna. We recently got approved for a hundred and I think it's fifteen thousand dollar grant for over the next year. <laughs> And we want to, the whole premise of this grant was, and we thought the process was, anything that's preventing you from getting clean, we want to be the middleman in Mm -hmm. that. So Mm -hmm. if it's transportation, if it's housing, if it's employment, whatever that looks like, Mm -hmm. we want to be the piece that you need to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, As you know, a lot of people who are opioid addicts and fentanyl, things of that nature, what we notice is they've exhausted all their family. They've exhausted friends. All their resources. All their resources. So we notice a lot in the Baden community, we're their last hope. Yeah. We're their last hope. Um, we we started off feeding people every Wednesday, and that blossomed into something we never thought. Uh, they start giving us donations, so we never expect. We don't have to give us donations. Mm-hmm. 
But even people who were addicts would put $5 in it. Mm-hmm. We're like, we don't need your money. And that was good to see. So I know it was some, it was something good in those people down there. Absolutely. And that kind of just. Well, I remember when we were walking, um, we did some outreach on mm-hmm. a Saturday and we were walking, giving the overdose bags and the people who, uh, do you remember the car who they were driving past on and Broadway, they, on Broadway, which is, you know, a pretty busy street. <laughs> yes, it is. And you're risking your life driving down that road. Yeah, you and are. And they you stopped are. their car and yep. put it in reverse. Yes, they did. Just to get one of those overdose kits. Yep. And then when we went into the the convenience store, liquor store, yes, we couldn't give the owner enough bags. Yeah. So mm. you're clearly filling a need. That has to feel pretty good. It really, truly do. And actually, um, I work late sometimes. I might get out there at 8 o'clock. And we get knocks at least 8 o'clock in the night asking us, hey, my daughter is struggling. She's having a hard time. Uh, can I get some help? You know, sometimes we can provide that help. If, if I'm not here to educate them or get information, I don't have to give them a bag. Here, take this bag for now. Come back tomorrow. We'll get somebody to come help you, mm-hmm. assist you with mm-hmm. your needs. Sometimes the simple thing is giving, providing just a meal. They need that conversation. Those little things help, and they come back. Oh, I remember you. You talked to me. You was really nice to me. There's so many needs and so many ways you can make that build that rapport in the community. So we're reaching out to other partnerships as well. We're trying to get the community more involved with this. And I believe it's just growing. You have a great relationship with your local alder person, I yes. believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and you're forming a community coalition, right? Yes, yeah. we are. So yeah. I'm not trying to uh, stir the pot here, but I do have a question. At this, on this podcast, we feature lots of guests who talk about it's great if you have community resources as long as you keep showing up. And I just wonder if sometimes you look around and you're like, hmm, is this, is this A, too good to be true? What's in it for them? Are they going to keep coming? What if we say yes to this, and then in two years they pull out, but now we have these people who now know that they can come to our building. I mean, from my experience and what I have been told and and have Mm -hmm. heard from my colleagues Mm -hmm. of color, pulling out with resources just reinforces the distrust and disillusionment. Mm -hmm. So my question to you, I think, Sorry, I'll step off my soapbox for a mm-hmm. second. But my question to you is, how do you discern which partners are in it for the right reasons? How do you how do you stay focused on that mission that you all set out at the kitchen table mm-hmm. and not be distracted by people who want something from you? I think it's old saying, Nicole, the proof is in the pudding. So what you put in is what you get out. And I think that's what we do. The actions speak louder than any words. We just didn't want to be a community-based agency down there with most of our homes in St. Charles County. Mm. I grew up in North St. Louis on 20th and Cass Avenue in the projects. So with that being said, I come from a tough upbringing. We could have chose to move anywhere we wanted to in St. Louis City, St. Louis County, St. Charles County. We chose to stay in North St. Louis. We want to bring the resources there. We want to be a part of the community. 
and we want to do positive things down there. I think um, my team, Dewana, mm-hmm. Kim, and Denise all took that mission and ran with it. And we could have, like I said, we could have went anywhere. We found an old grocery store that had been closed for seven years. <laughs> And we started the process, and we're still working on oh it to this goodness. day. We need well, to get the parking lot done. We need to get some more signs. But that's oh, okay. That's and fine. when somebody comes to you with a new project or idea, do the four of you still talk and make sure that it's a good fit? In yes. other words, that yes. it's not like, oh, here's an organization that just wants to look good for a couple of years, and then it's going to scoot out. Or, oh, like, do you all still kind yeah. of sit and... We- Nobody make no decisions about ourselves for that. Yeah. We all sit down, sit at the round table, we get together, we talk. We invite, we invite everybody in the building. Mm-hmm. We're their safe place. We're the place where we're no judgment zone. Yes. And I think the community is getting there. Because I believe there's have been some deterrent in the neighborhood, but right now they truly get it. That's a safe place. I can come in there and talk about anything, mm-hmm. and they're going to actually listen to me. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things I think we do, we volunteer. We got our... My grandkids coming there and volunteer. Oh yeah, it's a family <laughs> affair when you walk volunteer. in. Now are they volunteering or are they volu- oh, being no, volunteers? No, they, no, they volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> a little volunteer too. <laughs> it might be a little bribe. Yeah, it, right. But, I get it. Yeah, I get it. But they love it. They they love hanging out in in the building. And, and that's that's one thing I wanted to create a family atmosphere. You can bring the kids to work. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. You can bring your dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. As long as we doing the work that we're supposed to do and doing it happily, that's that's what the whole premise was. Mm-hmm. No micromanaging no, at our no. agency, none at all. We trust you. We give you. I notice when you get people, you tell them this, hey, I'll give you an idea. I'm going to give you an opportunity, and you're going to come to this agency, and you get an opportunity. We're not going to micromanage you. You're your own boss. The production is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, first they look <sighs> at you like, is this lady? Oh, yeah. Is this too good to be true? Right, exactly. That's the look we get. It's like I'm gonna treat you like a grown up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. until you give me reason not to. Bingo. Analyst services. Oh yeah. What's yeah, that? Behavior yeah. analyst service. Yeah. What's that? So we have um, a behavioral side with living with purpose. Mm-hmm. We've seen the need, and it was a disconnect um, from our individuals to we get outside services to provide. So about. Four years ago, I said, hey, Duana, we need to start doing this in-house. Um, so we hired a board-certified behavior analyst, a BCBA. We hired an LPC, and uh, we hired an LCSW. And so they head up our behavioral department with Living With Purpose. They service not only our consumers, but they serve consumers from other agencies in the metropolitan area mm-hmm. also. And the biggest thing they serve, they service our staff. <laughs> we know about People come to press and they have difficult things. They're not easy to share well. We want ourselves to be safe. We want them to be know that they got a good place to come to. Mm-hmm. And they Stated do that like absolutely, a HR absolutely free, <laughs> no charge. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's like your own in-house EAP program. That's yes. right, and everything's a wraparound mm-hmm. from CPR, from first aid to med. We try to do everything in-house. Med level one. We offer all our trainings in-house. Positive behavior support. De-escalation training. Mm-hmm. So we do everything in-house, and I found that was that's best. And now agencies are coming up and say, hey, can you train our people uh-huh. at MAD? Can you mm-hmm. give us CPR training? Can you give us positive behavior support? I say, hey, Dewana, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I do it. All right, so last question. Five years from now, where what's that look like for you all at Living With Purpose? Oh, I can say, I can tell about this. Five years from here, 
It's a piece of property that just got torn down. What? Okay. Oh, right, the one right yes, next door to you all? Yes, it's totally flat now. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. been over it lately. It, not, not, it's been like a little bit. You got to come August. look okay. at it. Okay, all right, okay. It is just as large as the space we're in. Right. It goes exactly. all the way back to the next Other block street. over. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And what we truly want to do is house individuals with substance abuse. We want them to have a safe place to be at. All wraparound services there are garden in the back. They can be involved in it and growing that nature. It's nothing like putting yeah, your hands getting involved right. You have that beautiful it. lot with Absolutely. The, the community garden that we're going to get in there. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Same thing with your growing out there. Yeah. Now. Actually, we got a little right now. We got some <laughs> sweet peppers out there. Okay. Yes, and we got uh, some raspberries. Is that turkey growing. still out there? No, the turkey. I don't know why I'm to the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Legit, there was like a real turkey with like yeah, huge well, no. eggs protecting exactly. its eggs. We yeah, a cat or a dog or got in it. We have no idea, but the poor turkey gone. We've been looking for it. The grandkids like, where's the turkey, Granny? I have no idea, but uh, that's that's what we see five years. From All right, here. so five it's years from now, we're just you're yeah. you're growing. You're yes, growing. Yes. In the in the substance use disorder lane. Yes, yes. absolutely. Okay. That's our passion. Our, okay. That's where we came from. Places for people. We started off there. Yes. Everything is coming around full circle. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though the intellectual disability wasn't our forte, it was mental health, schizophrenia, and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the drug side. So now everything is coming back from where we really mm-hmm. originated from and started mm-hmm. from. And we hopefully can get to other funders to help us with this. So if you're out. listening out there. Yes, yeah. yes. We need funding for the build-out. <laughs> so yes. we need to do a capital campaign. Yes, we do. Okay. Yes, yes we do. So okay. we're looking for funding for that build-out. I've contacted Alderman, and I think we can get the land. So I've talked to Joe. I say, hey, Joe. Joe gonna, Yancey. Yes, Woo-hoo. Joe Yancey. Yes. We're going to do some things that haven't been done before. He said DMH has never gave any funding towards these. Hey, we're going to think outside the box on this um, whole situation, and we're just going to aim high. Aim high. Living with purpose. Five years from here. There we go. All right. We'll we'll have to have you back in five years, and you can report out on just how amazing the building is. But you all have shown that you don't need a building to do great work. It it comes if you're doing the great work, but you can do work sitting around a kitchen table. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. So Speaking of table, thank you for joining me at The Preventable. Uh, really just appreciate you all so much. And if you like this um, conversation, if you want to learn more about Living With Purpose, please consider liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing, all the things. Um, and uh, I really, I just, I appreciate you so much. I think it's real possible. We need to make sure we got the right Living With Purpose. So there is two Living With Purpose. Okay. Because people get it confused yes. all the time. We're Living With Purpose in St. Louis. In St. Louis, Inc. Yeah, Inc. 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 There Website, you go. Website, www.lwpstl.org. Woo! All right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're See welcome. ya. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us at The Preventable, brought to you ad-free by PreventEd. PreventEd works to reduce or prevent the harms of alcohol and other drug use through education, intervention, and advocacy. Please visit their website at prevented.org. Like what you heard? Rate, review, and subscribe to stay up to date with what we are serving on The Preventable.